Welcome, welcome, welcome to the NBA playoff post NFL draft edition of the Mad Dog Mike and Chief show. Right now you're listening to the voice of the Chief, Sam Harley. We also have Mad Dog Mike on the other end of the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Ma- going on? Oh man, Mad Dog, it is a crazy time in sports. We got a lot to get into. It's going to be an action-packed hour. Anywhere from the Carolina harass, I mean Carolina Panthers, <laughs> to hockey players licking on each other in the NHL playoffs. Uh, we in the middle of the NBA playoffs. Two teams can possibly possibly be swept in the second round. I mean, it's crazy. And then we just, you know, just finishing up with the NFL draft, man. So a lot of topics, a lot of things to talk about today, bro. Yeah, well, this uh, this episode of Mad Dog Mike and Chief Show is about choices. You know, choices, you know, uh, players being drafted, te- what, what players, uh, what teams they're going to go to, the teams actually, which players they're going to draft is choices. You know, uh, you know, LeBron choosing to, to shoot that, <laughs> shoot that shot off the glass <laughs> with the one hand, man. That was a wonderful choice. You know, this, this, uh, hockey player choosing to 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 lick on on <laughs> on other players you know yeah. believe uh, it or not not that's a choice uh but that, I just, now that is a choice <laughs> that, that that's a very interesting choice i must say and we're going to get into all those but i'm just i just have to say real quick uh choosing to uh to live or to live in bondage uh that's not much of a choice <laughs> i just have to say that so just uh, moving on, man. We're gonna go right into this. So you just wanted to make that clear. Before I just gotta we get make started. that real clear. That's not much of a choice, you know. And, and respect to all the ancestors that chose to live, uh, which is the reason that you know me and you are are, are here talking to to uh, talk to our people right now. Definitely. So, but what you just telling me is just to uh, just to piggyback on that, and just to kind of uh, something I saw on on uh, on social media this week. So you just you don't believe that there was a little meme out there where you know it was kind of like this old timey picture of two black guys sitting on a bench and like one of them was kind of leaned over to the other like he was saying something to him and the quotation in the meme was so so what's up bro you going you going to slavery tonight that's what you going to do <laughs> right. if, if, if if anybody out there is trying to uh, minimize uh, the comments that uh, Mr West has said man uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, that's that's it's, it's ignorant. Um, it was outlandish and it was unthoughtful. Well, <clears throat> it is, it is, and we're not going to harp too much on that. Yeah, but yeah. since you brought it up, I mean, my I, the, the kind of side I look from it is, is man, he's not. A, he's 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 uh, for anyone who's seen Get Out, Kanye is definitely in the sunken place right now. Oh no, he's he's beyond. The yeah, I don't know where he is, but I mean, I yeah. you know, he's at a place now where, I mean, and I know he's still influential to people. He's not influential to me because I just, the stuff that he's saying right now is so, in, so much in the left field. Like, I just can't even really, you know, give any credence to it mm-hmm. because, I mean, he's just coming from a place he, you know, he, <clears throat> he talks when he talks, he, he jumps to different subjects. I, I just can't, like, there, there's no, there's no mental, flow of like where he's going as far as you know when he's speaking man so i mean i just gotta let that man be him i definitely don't agree with the comments that he made and i I agree with what you said um and you know i I hope 
people are taking some of the things that he's saying right now while uh, worth uh, for a grain of salt because they definitely don't reflect uh, the thoughts and the feelings of uh, most people of the, the ethnicity that he shares. Right. Well, um, you know, like my man Rick James said, cocaine is the hell of a term. It is. Cocaine it is the hell of a term. So I'm moving on, man. Well, I don't let him tell it. Opium, opium is opium. the hell of a term. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Popping them let pills. Let him tell it. Popping them, <laughs> them pills. So we're talking about choices. We're talking about... um. You know, let's get into these the, the sports, the NFL draft. A quick recap of uh, some of the things that we spoke about on our last podcast. Absolutely. Um, so you know, uh, there's um, you know, this was <laughs> this is a really hyped up draft. This was an interesting draft this year. Um, you know, some teams made some decisions on. Uh, you know, this was a real heavy quarterback draft, as we talked about. I believe uh, five went in the first round. No, 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 it was, it was five. five. Five went in the five. first round. Six went, in the, six went in the first two rounds. Right, six yeah. went in the first two rounds. Um, so uh, you know, I'm going to kind of, um, I'm going to let you start to start this one off, Chief. You know, uh, let's talk about uh, some of those quarterbacks. Let's, let's talk about those. To well, start off. well, definitely to to run down and correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, Mad Dog, because I don't have it right in front of me. But to run down <clears throat> the way the quarterbacks went down, and let me just say before I go through that rundown is that. It was definitely choices, but in my eyes, there were also some questionable choices right, as well. Right, but, right. but before we get into what was legitimate and what was questionable, let me first say that uh, or go down the list of how the quarterbacks fell. Uh, Cleveland chose uh, um, Baker Mayfield. Well, I Baker. do have it in front of me. Okay, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go excuse ahead. me. So uh, Cleveland went with Baker Mayfield as the first uh, as the first overall pick. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll definitely discuss that. Um, uh, at number three, Sam Darnold, uh, went to the Jets. Um, then the next quarterback wasn't taken until, uh, seven, number seven, uh, the Buffalo Bills drafted up to get Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, Josh Allen, which is interesting, pretty interesting. Uh, Josh Rosen, which also was a, a pick, uh, the Cardinals, uh, I believe they draft, they, uh, traded up also. Yeah. Uh, they Josh did. Rosen. They did. Um, Pretty good. That, that's a that's a good, good uh, steal, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that was one of the the good decisions, the good choices. But go right, ahead. Right. Um, so I'm looking down. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, went to the Ravens at number thirty two. Right. Thirty two. So that's four right there. Right. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, so uh, Mayfield, Darnold, Allen, uh, Rosen. That's four. Yeah, so five went in the first round with Jackson. Yes, yes. And then uh, your boy Rant Rudolph. Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Went with he was the chosen in the second, second round, round by with Pittsburgh. The Steelers. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty much uh, with the quarterbacks uh, wise. Or do you want to kind of stick with the quarterbacks, or we want to talk about the overall draft? Well, well, let's start with the quarterbacks. Let's okay. start with the quarterbacks because I, I want to start with the number one choice. Mm -hmm. uh, Baker Mayfield going number one overall to Cleveland. Boy, I tell you, folks, 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 boy, Cleveland, in my opinion, in, in my opinion, they cannot get out of their own way. Not only did they pick Baker Mayfield as the top quarterback, which I think, the, I mean, there, don't get me wrong, there were a few of the prognosticators, the talking heads saying that, Baker Mayfield may have been the best quarterback, but that was not the majority of what was being, you know, the, the majority 
of the evaluators were saying that, you know, everyone had their favorite, which I guess may be a reason why, you know, on Cleveland side to say, well, that's why they chose who they chose. But a lot, most of the, uh, most of the experts were saying it was either between uh, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, or Josh Rosen as who who was the best quarterback or, you know, worthy of the first quarterback being taken. Right. Um, I definitely don't believe that Baker Mayfield, May, Mayfield, <laughs> Mayfield uh, should have been chosen first. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I know everyone is different. He's a small quarterback. He likes to scramble, but he's not fast. Like he ran in the high four fives in the 40. So he's not really quick. Uh, the NFL is a grown man's game. I mean, I know people, some of the people like his, uh, you know, his attitude and his antics. I really don't like that type of stuff myself, you know, but, um, uh, you know, some people enjoy that and think, you know, he's fiery and he would be a good leader. I, I just don't think that, uh, him, being with Cleveland is a good mix. I don't know. Maybe they think that, you know, since Cleveland, you know, we talked about in previous podcasts that they had picked up Tyrod Taylor. Maybe they think he can learn from Tyrod Taylor being a mobile quarterback as well. But I just don't think he was the best quarterback on the board. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I think you could have gotten better value out of uh, one of the other three that were available there and maybe not even the other three. I mean, to be honest with you, as far if you want my, my, my opinion is as far as upside is concerned, I mean, I think Lamar Jackson has the best upside out of all of them because he can run and throw. Right. right. Um, and, and, and just to compound that, and then I want you to jump in, but I just want to, not only did I feel that Cleveland's quarterback decision was wrong, they, they had Bradley Chubb available at number four, and then they took Denzel Ward mm-hmm. at four DP when you could have had Bradley Chubb on one side. And was my man, they, they, the, uh, the guy from Texas A&M that they drafted last year, number one, oh, the man. defensive end. We talked about him last week. I can't but remember off the top. They of had, head. we'll, we'll get his name, but they had, they had his, uh, they had, they chose him as the number one pick last year. They could have had him on one end. Bradley Chubb on the other end, man, like, I mean, that would have been a formidable defensive line. And, you know, me being a Carolina Panthers fan, I mean, I know all about what you can do if you have a formidable defensive line. I mean, the top cornerback, that's fine as well. But, I mean, Ward and most most people have – He wasn't have, even the top. Yeah, I mean, well, well, most people had Ward going anywhere from, like, I would say, like, 7 to 15. Like, they yeah. didn't even have him going in the top five. Well, um – let me start with Baker Mayfield and the first pick. Uh, I don't like it. I, I think most uh, experts don't like it. Uh, from my understanding, uh, you know, Cleveland, that was Cleveland's guy months ago. That's who they wanted from the beginning, uh, and that's and that's who they took. Um, I mean, that's it, it's the same type of quarterback that they've been taking for exactly. years. You know <laughs> exactly. that the undersized can scramble a little bit. I mean, how many times, you know, the, the definition of insanity is, is doing, doing the, the same, same thing over, over and over expecting again. different results. Exactly. <laughs> and this is, this is the same thing that, that they, that they uh, have been doing for years. Um, you know, um, they say to, on a, Plus side, they say Baker Mayfield was the most accurate out of all the quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, yeah, whoop-de-doo. 
Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, mean, but he's also six two, man. He's like six, he's I six mean, one. He's six two on a good day. Yeah, I mean, not everybody is going to be Drew Brees or Doug Flutie. That's what like, I'm it's saying. not going to happen. Trying to make him like, like a Russell Wilson type uh, quarterback, and and that's that's not really what you need. Those those bigger, you know, uh, quarterbacks uh, that that are a little tougher. I, I felt like Josh Allen was probably a better fit uh, for for that type of uh, quarterback style, um, yeah. that Carson Wentz type uh, guy. Um, but who knows? Um, uh, I don't I don't really see I, – I think he can be an okay. He's not a Johnny Menzel. I don't think he's that much of a head case. I got you. I got but, you. Um, you know, I think there was better picks. I think there was uh, uh, better choices. You know, um, I know Saquon Barkley was out there. Now, here, here's the thing. You know, I, I heard this. I don't know how true it was. I was hearing that uh, the the um, the Patriots were trying to draft up to possibly get Baker Mayfield. That's why they took him early. I don't know how true yeah, that is. I don't believe that. Man. You know, when, when, uh, when I'm just you, putting it out there. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I no, and and that and that's what we do here. But I mean, when have you ever seen in in the in this? You know, and I, I it, it pains me to even say this, but I mean, it, it, there is some truism to it. I mean, within this quote unquote Patriots dynasty, with, with all these these times that they've gone to the Super Bowl and, and the times that they've won it, um, when have you ever seen them like trade up in the first right, round, right. like into the top ten, to get a, a, a well, number one, a player, period, and number two, a quarterback? Yeah, right, right. I, I, I just, I, it's they've a never, it's they, a cover up. yeah, they, they've never done that. Like, they've never approached any. If anything, they trade back and get more picks. Now, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, like, if he were, you know, to fall or one of the quarterbacks that they, like, failed to maybe, like, 15 or 16, maybe to get that guy. But mm -hmm. I don't I don't see them giving away a whole bunch of picks, especially with, you know, and I, I won't delve too far into this, but especially with that, what they have going on right now, the decision with dissension within the team, and then the whole fact that we both talked about that they – you know, one of the things that the Patriots need to do is influx youth into their team. Anyway, they it, the, the previous, I would say, three or four years, uh, their whole philosophy has been bringing in, you know, maybe guys with a bad rep or like older guys and, and, and putting them into their system. But what's happened with that is like these older guys, they're not performing. So they, 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 they've needed, they need to draft better and get an influx of youth into their team anyway. So giving up a whole bunch of picks won't help them do that. Yeah, well, I'm um, back to the to the to the draft itself. You know, I'm not getting into the Patriots. So I'm really not trying to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, so you know, I I think it was it was it was probably it was a bad draft for the for uh for Cleveland. Now they did make some off off season moves, which is which is great. But I mean, man, even at the four pick, like we said, man, Bradley Chubb is out there. You don't even take him. To me, that's crazy. I think, I that's think, crazy. I think, you know, and it's just my opinion. I think going with uh, a Saquon Barkley at number one and then taking one of those uh, quarterbacks that's left, man, yeah. they could have got Josh Allen. They could have got Josh Rosen. Like all those guys were they probably would have got May Baker Mayfield. And they, that's bro. what I'm exactly, yeah. exactly. They probably would have got Baker Mayfield at the fourth pick because, you know, the Jets wanted Darnold. <laughs> yeah. At the third pick, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, now at, at quarterback uh, at, with the with the Giants, you know, even if uh, for some reason, you know, um, they 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 you know they wanted 
they wanted uh, Saquon Barkley. But yeah. even if even if they would have took Saquon Barkley at number one with the Browns, you know, uh, the Giants weren't going to take Baker Mayfield. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And then and then to screw up, like when it came around to the fourth pick, I'm like, yeah, they taking Bradley Chubb without a doubt. Yeah. And for them to take War, I'm like, now now again, you know, they were saying they they took what they need. Their first need was a quarterback, and according to experts, they were saying the Browns are saying they, their second need was definitely a cornerback, which I understand. But BPA man, right? BPA. Best player available. Best player available, man. Like <laughs> you mean, can't you can't draft for you. You shouldn't, especially at the top of the draft. Right. You draft the best player available. I, I'll give you a, 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 a great example of that. The year Luke Keekley came out. We mm-hmm. the Panthers had a middle linebacker, John Beeson. Like we right. had one, he had just went to the Pro Bowl. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, Luke Keekley, he Luke Keekley was there. He was the best player available at that spot. And look what he's turned into. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, John Beeson still had a good career. I mean, he ended up getting traded to the Giants, but I mean, Luke Keekley could possibly be a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta you have, you you have to draft best player available but you know what mad dog that's why cleveland is who they are right that's why they are who they are because they give up they and watch bradley chubb have chubb have like eight or nine sacks yes watch yes 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 i know you would love that i'm excited about that uh i think that was a great I mean, he just fell right to, into our arms. You need to explain why you are so excited about Oh, because that. I'm a Broncos fan. Of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Broncos fan. Uh, so, you know, I think that was a uh, – that's great. That's great for us. I mean, Bob Miller. I mean, I'm really excited about that, man. I'm really I mean, just think, that. like, so now you all got the bookends. Like, Cleveland could have had the bookends, but they're too stupid to draft correct. How does that, how does like, that happen, man? Yeah, they're, man. How does know, that happen? Their front office belongs in Washington, D.C. I mean, they, they – <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just – I'm dumbfounded, man. I really have no words. I really have no words. So um, uh, we talked about uh, – so do you feel like they probably out of all the teams had the worst draft? Well, I, you know, it's hard to say words because we really don't know how yeah. these players are going to turn out. I would just say questionable. Because, I mean, you know, it, it may work out for them. But right now, it's very questionable to me. Um, I also think one of our NFC South uh, rivals, I think the Saints had a kind of questionable draft. Um, they traded away a first-round pick next year in 2019 uh, to go up and get a uh, defensive end that I talked about in the, uh, in the last, uh, in our last podcast. Uh, out of uh, the University of Texas, San Antonio. Uh, now, I mean, he was slated as the second best defensive end in the draft, but they gave up a lot. They moved up from, um, I believe they were they were the pick behind us uh, at twenty. They must have been to either twenty five or twenty six, mm-hmm. and they moved all the way up to fourteen. But they gave up a first round pick next year in order to do that. Um, and in this, uh, the player that they uh, you know, the player that they traded up for, I mean, they say that he's a great prospect, but he's still really raw. Like, he's still going to need some time to develop into a great pass rusher. So between that and some of the other that other picks that the Saints made late in the draft. Are you talking I, about Marcus Davenport? Marcus Davenport, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Davenport. That's the 14th pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, between that and then some of the picks that they made later on in the draft, I think they may have had kind of a questionable draft as well. 
Um, some of the teams that I think had a really good draft. I mean, I definitely got to give props uh, to your Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think they had a really good draft. Um, you know, it pains me to say this, but I, I have to give props to the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks as well. I think they, I think they had a really good draft. Uh, I think the Bears did a did a pretty good job too. But you know, we'll we'll see how that turns out for the Bears because, of course, you know, again. Uh, you know, they've been perpetual losers for a while as well. Um, so I would, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to ask you, but, um, who do you, who do you think it was maybe one or two players that would possibly steal in the draft? Steal, steal. Um, well, <laughs> let's go with one we already talked about, uh, Mr. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, yeah. You know, cause, uh, you know, the word was, I don't know if you heard this or not, but the word was, was that, uh, John Elway and your Broncos were ready to trade out of that fifth pick until <laughs> Chubb fell to them. And it was like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're about to go pick this guy up. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was definitely a steal. Um, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I, I hate to go back to questionable, but, um, and I'll come back to the steal, but I, I have to say, Seattle's pick of Rashad oh, Penny, yes, yes. that was, Very that nice. was kind of questionable. At the, the end of the first round, I mean, people had Penny going in the third round. Yeah. And they picked him in the first round. So, I mean, that, that was, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know about Seattle's full draft. I won't say that their full, their full draft was questionable, no. but definitely that pick was questionable. Um, steals in the draft. I, I, I think that, um, I think that a lot of guys, uh, I don't, and again, I don't know the exact teams that these guys went to, but, Darius Geis fell a long yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think before. he could he could pop he could be a steal. Um, some of those cornerbacks because uh you know the the uh, um the cornerback out of uh, Louisville he went to Green Bay the the guy from Charlotte he went high but then after him I think the other cornerbacks like the one some of the cornerbacks right. we were talking yeah. about uh, Josh Jackson. Uh, some of the yeah, other guys, Josh they Jackson went in the second round. He yeah, yeah, two. they went in the second round. So I, I think there was a lot. I, I'll just put it to you like this. I think there was a lot of value that was gotten in the second round. Right, right. There, there was, was a, some first, they were first round talent. Yeah, they, they, and there were a lot of first round guys that, that, that were projected to be in the first round that end up falling to the second now, round. Now let me, let me, let me say this. Uh, so Darius Geis, uh, went to the, um, he went to the, uh, the Redskins. The Red, okay. Redskins okay. at the twenty seventh okay. pick. Uh, not bad, not bad at all. Uh, I do. I will say this though. I gotta give them props. The Browns did get a steal in the second round with your boy Chubb, Nick Chubb. Oh yeah, they did. They, they did, did get Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb in, in the second, second round. round. So you know, so 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 look at this though, bro. <laughs> look at this. You could get a top quarterback. Forget Saquon Barkley if you're gonna go with that. Yeah, and you can get Chubb. You know, like the Josh Allen, I don't know, or, or, or whoever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you can get Nick Chubb in the second round and get <laughs> the other Chubb in yeah. the first round. You know what I'm saying? That's your future right there. That's your future right there. I told you, And man. then you got them young guys that came in. Uh, Landry, that's still pretty young. Yeah. That yeah, came in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, but I will give them that. Nick Chubb in the second round, not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Um, and and who did what? What was I believe his last name was Alexander, but who was that that cornerback that went to Green Bay in the first round? Oh yeah, that was a steal too. Uh, let me look real quick. That was a steal because he was out of Charlotte. Some some people yes, were saying that. Yes. Um, 
that he uh, that you know that the Panthers might have a chance at him, but they 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 obviously did not. So the Packers, right? Yeah. Do you know what when uh, uh, Jari Alexander? Jari Alexander. Jari yeah. Alexander. Uh, so okay, so that's he, good pick. Yeah. he yeah he yeah. was he he was the top cornerback to go. But then, like I said, a couple of those, the other cornerbacks fell into the second round. So I think those were good value picks for those teams that, that picked those guys up. So, um, I mean, it, it, and, and a lot of the guy, a lot of the, uh, the draft experts were saying that the value in this draft were going to be between the second and fourth rounds. And I, and I really feel like, uh, that's where, uh, you know, that's where everything ended up. Uh, I, I believe that was the, that, that was actually the case with that, that value, um, with the, the best, uh, you know, the, a lot of, a lot of guys dropped, uh, to the second round, a lot of skill position players because in the first round, there was a run on offensive linemen. So that puts some of these other guys like the, the, the wide receivers and the running backs and, uh, uh, some of the, uh, cornerbacks and safeties pushed them into the second round. So there was a lot of value to be had in the second round. I mean, I, I thought the draft was very exciting. I'm um, especially that the, that Thursday night um, with Cleveland making the questionable picks they did and then jumbling things around from what, you know, everybody thought was, you know, thought how things were going to fall out. Um, it, it definitely was exciting. So, uh, you know, but we'll have to, you know, hopefully we'll be able to revisit this in a couple of years and see how really, you know, these players, uh, how they, how they, you know, how everything falls out. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, let's talk about the Panthers. Uh, let's talk about their draft before we move on. Uh, what do you, you want to give them a grade on? So they got DJ Moore in the first round of 24th pick. Uh, what's your, what's your thoughts yeah, uh, I, as a uh, Panthers fan on that? I, I give, I give the Panthers, um, I give the Panthers a B on their draft. Um, I really like DJ Moore. I know um, if you listen to the last podcast, you and I both, uh, you and I both talked about the fact that we really we thought that the Panthers should stay away from wide receiver in the first round. However, um, I mean, at at number twenty four, they had their choice because they, at that point there had been no wide receivers chosen uh, in the draft period. So, I mean you have to kind of look at it like this. Do you want to pick like the third DB or the second DB, or do you want to pick the fifth offensive lineman? Or I, obviously they didn't value this uh, or no, I'm sorry. It would have been the third safety because two safeties had come off the board at that point. Or do you want to pick in your mind, the best wide receiver in the draft because they had that choice at 24 because there had been no wide receivers taken. So I'm not mad about them at that pick. Um, I mean, if there's a wide receiver that I'm confident in that could come in and, and make an impact, it would be DJ Moore. And the reason why I say that is because, I mean, this cat played with eight different quarterbacks in college. I mean, Maryland was picking quarterbacks. Like I believe there was one game where they had to like get their linebacker. It was like a linebacker had to come in. Like, so he played with all these different quarterbacks. He was still their best offensive weapon and he still produced. So I feel like, for where they were and what choices they had, I feel like that was a great pick. Um, I like the fact that uh, Marty Herney went with the um, that he he went with the theme of speed. He wanted to get more speed on the field. Um, their second round pick, uh, Dante Jackson out of LSU. He's he's a little small, but I mean he ran like a four three two forty. 
Um, and I believe he's like 5'11". So, um, getting more speed on the field. And, I mean, you have to. I mean, look who we play in the NFC South. We play uh, Matt Ryan and the Falcons. We play Drew Brees and uh, the New Orleans Saints. And we play uh, Tampa Bay and Jameis Winston. And they all have uh, what their weapons as quarterbacks. Uh, and they all have weapons in uh, in the wide receiver position. So, um, we basically, we went DJ Moore wide receiver in the first round. In the second and third round, second round, we went Dante Jackson. Third round, we went safety, Rashawn Golden. Now, I think the best pick, I believe, even better than DJ Moore, and we'll see in the future, I think their best pick of that draft, though, was round four, pick number one, number 101 overall, Ian Thomas, the tight end out of Indiana. Um, uh, he, uh, they, Great value at that position. He's a guy that can come in and play the second tight end, and we can get back to the tight end sets that I know some Panther fans will remember when we had Jeremy Shockey about four or five years ago. We had Jeremy Shockey and Greg Olson on the team at the same time, and we ran two tight end sets, and Cam would throw to both of those guys. Um, I think we can get back to that with Ian Thomas. Um, some people say that, and, and, you know, they these draft Knicks, they make these comparisons. They say Ian Thomas kind of com, uh, is uh, kind of comparable uh, to Antonio Gates out of San Diego. And, you know, we have Norm, uh, 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 <laughs> his name just slipped my by. But uh, our, the, the, our new offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was the offensive coordinator in uh, San Diego as well. So um, I think I think Ian Thomas was the best pick value overall that that the Panthers made in the draft. Yeah, I think uh, DJ Moore is a good pick. Um, you know, you gave him a B. I give him a B, possibly an A, an A minus, uh, maybe. Um, you know, I guess uh, that's 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 good for them uh, to bring that youth, bring in some speed um, to help out Devin Funches and, and Tory Smith. Uh, according to Tory Smith, uh, you know, DJ Moore is a dog, you yeah. know, uh, he's going to go out there and get it. Uh, so, you know, that's good for them. Um, you know, and he's got a, a bunch of veteran guys around him. That's, that's going to help him, uh, with them also bringing in Jerry, Jerry, uh, right. Which is a veteran guy. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's a good move. Um, uh, you know, picking, picking the, the best wide receiver out there is, is, you know, they feel that fills with something that they needed. Definitely. Uh there there's not many choices on uh, you know uh uh you know uh wide receivers out there with, with uh you know uh, a big with that big size yeah. that was out there. So you know uh, they got what they needed. Uh the second pick uh Dante Jackson again they needed a D back. They yeah. they they're they're picking guys that they needed. Uh and they're picking guys that's uh probably were the best available uh at that position at that time. Uh, you know, that's that's a, a decent pick. I, I give that probably a B. Um, you know, and it's he, he's he's uh he's a speedy guy, you know, um he has decent size. Uh so so we'll just we'll just see. You know, um you know, I don't I don't think they had a bad draft. Uh I don't think they had a great draft because just the position that they were in. Yeah. They they took that what they could get. Uh and, you know, these are guys that's, you know, um uh that were there at the time. Uh, maybe there are some other guys out there that, that probably could have been, been taking me. Uh, so, so a running back, you know, I, I didn't really see them uh, really get a running back in the draft, but 
you know, it seems like they've made some moves to try to uh, fill that position. They did. Yeah, actually, uh, actually, as of today, um, the Panthers signed uh, former Bronco running back CJ Anderson to a one year deal. So even though and, and I think what happened with that mad dog is like the way that the board failed, they just were not able like they they weren't. They weren't able to get the running back that they wanted at the times that mm-hmm. they chose. And but I appreciate that though, because when you get in trouble with you when you start trying to force things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They took the best player available when they chose, you know, on their board. And I can't be mad at that. Now, who knows whether or not that's gonna turn out or not. But I mean, it, it was obvious that Marty Herney said, look, we need to get more uh speed on the field. And he did that at every position. Uh, 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 wide receiver, um, defensive back, um, and then later on, like I said, the uh, Ian Thomas, he runs like a four five forty as a tight end. Um, then uh, in the in the also Marty Herney trained it back in the fourth round. Got uh Marquise Haynes, the defensive end out of Mississippi. Now he's a little light. He I believe he's around like two thirty. He'll have to put on some weight, but I mean he runs like a four four. Well. And, and sorry, my bad. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think you made this uh, point before, and I, I see what he's doing. You know, speed. At the end of the day, speed is is what's going to give you some a little bit of longevity in, in the league. As you see, Ted Ginn Jr. You know, exactly. what I mean, he's not the best wide receiver, but I don't. Is he still in the league? Oh yeah, he's he plays the for league, the Suns, right? He's uh, yeah, he put he, us out. He basically put us out of the playoffs. Last right, year. right. Yeah. So as you see, he's going with speed. He's going with quickness, and he's going with. Uh, Guys, that's that's you know going to bring bring that to the team, and you know I can't I can't really be mad at that. Yeah, C.J. Anderson's not a speed guy, but oh no, nah, you, you feel the position that you needed. He's more of a Jonathan Stewart type. Yeah, guy. yeah, but that, yeah, that's what they got him for. Now, I mean, they have Christian McCaffrey, and um, you know, I mean, they, I mean, he probably won't do this because he's a little frail. But you know, in, in college, Curtis Samuel played out of the backfield some. So, okay. you know, we picked up Curtis Samuel in the second round in last year's draft. I mean, he played a little bit, but he got hurt. So um, he, he only played a few games uh, because of injury issues throughout last year. But do you, do you seem like they're going with Cam's, uh, Cameron Artis Payne as their, as their featured guy? Well, we'll see. I mean, you know. That's what it's looking that, like. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's basically, I, I believe, I mean, they brought C.J. Anderson in for competition. Of course. I mean, I feel like. I, from what I've seen from Cameron Artis Payne in like preseason games and when he has been able to play in regular season games, I know there was a couple, a couple times where he had some fumble issues or whatever, but I mean, the talent is there. I mean, he can make people miss, you know, like I, I think he's going, I think he's going to emerge as the, the one B to, uh, you know, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Um, I mean, obviously, I believe C.J. Anderson is going to play a role as well because, I mean, he's not a slouch as a running back either. I mean, I definitely got respect for his skills. But but I, I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey 1A, Cameron Arnest Payne 1B, and I think C.J. Anderson will back both of those guys up. You know, that's how, that's how I think it's going to really play out. Um, so, as I said, you know, we both agree on that, the Panthers. Give them a B again. You know, we really don't know how this thing is going to turn out. It's going to take a couple of years. but I, I, at the end of the day, um, as far as the Marty Herney, the general manager, is concerned, you see he had a theme, what he was trying to do. All, all I can ask for is, like, doing the draft, just try to do things to make the team better. Yeah. So I feel like that's what he did. So I definitely give him a B, and I give him props for that. I, I feel like he did his best to try to make the team better. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do because – 
Uh, some of these guys work out, some of them don't. So we'll just have to see how that plays out. Now, before we move on from football, um, unfortunately, I have to uh, speak about, you know, the team that I love because they're back in the news again for bad things. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's terrible, man. I, I may have to start calling this team the Carolina Harassers. <laughs> I mean, for real, man. For your real. Team, team. And I love this team, but <laughs> hey, man, I got to keep it 100, man. Carolina if you're a harasser, man, you're a harasser. Like the Carolina workplace disorderly harassers. Man, they doing whatever they man. want. Man, so folks, let me just tell you. I mean, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. I love the Panthers, but I mean, news is news. You got to keep it 100, man. Like with these cats, man. I mean, but I guess, you know, they say bad things. I'm just going to leave it at that. Roll downhill. Stuff rolls downhill. And and when you, you know, when you have your owner, you know, harassing women and, and you know, sending them all kind of crazy, sexually suggestive notes and, and, and making these, doing these different little things, you know, brushing their body parts when, when they're, when you sitting them in the car and doing all kind of crazy stuff. I mean, like you, you just said it culture. I mean, that, culture, that, man. that rolls down like that permeates your organization. So with that being said, um, a couple of earlier this week, um, or I'm sorry, last week, maybe like Thursday or Friday of last week, uh, the defensive backs coach for the Panthers, Curtis Fuller, um, it, it's funny because I want to tell this whole story because the way that it came out, you knew it was something that was bad. And let me just explain it to you why I say that. Because, okay, so he abruptly just resigned, right? Mm. He resigned. And as a matter of fact, um, matter of fact, it was early last week because when it happened, it was like Tuesday and Ron Rivera was at the Wells Fargo doing the pro-am portion of the Wells Fargo. So he was out there playing golf with whoever, you know, with the, the hobnobs and the athletes or whatever at the pro-am. So, of course, the the, wind, the word of this came down. And so they asked, they asked Coach Rivera, they said, you know, we heard that, uh, you know, Curtis Fuller um, has resigned from, uh, you know, the Panthers. He said, you, you know, and they said, you know, what's going on? Why did he resign? And Rivera says, yeah, it's complicated. So from that point on, I already knew what it was because if it was, if it wasn't what we'd already been dealing with, he just would have said what it was. Right. So, so anyway, what happened? Um, Fuller sent emails and text messages to an unknown, unknown number of female employees on the business side of the organization. Sources say, um, evidently he was sending, uh, emails and text messages to female employees. Uh, I guess they were, I, I would assume they were unwanted. There was an HR investigation done. They brought this information to him and he promptly resigned. So, I mean, who knows what the content of these emails and text messages were, but, um, you know, evidently, uh, Mr. Fuller, he was in the organization. He was shooting his shot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. He was Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> this man was shooting his shot all day. <laughs> Straight Kobe. Not past the ball. Nothing. Yo, this is like, this is the saga of the Carolina Panthers. It's just going downhill, man. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a play, a play about this, man. 
this is like this is a, a daytime drama story, man. And you know, I, honestly, man, I'm getting tired of it, man. I'm not gonna lie, I'm getting tired of it, man. Let's focus on on what they need to do, man. It's like you one good thing happens to them, and then something in the back office just just tears everything down, man. It's a distraction. It's a distraction for the team. And it, it's something that's that's not really needed for this team at this time that's trying to get over to home, get back to the Super Bowl, and possibly get some rings under their belt, man. Definitely, man, definitely. Let me just give you a little bit more background. I, I gave you a quotation from a from an un, unknown source, but basically Carolina Panthers secondary coach Curtis Fuller's re- resignation Wednesday followed an internal investigation of workplace misconduct, the team spokesman said on Friday. The investigation was prompted by inappropriate electronic communications with female staff members. Uh, multiple sources told the Charlotte Observer, like this story came from the Charlotte Observer. So, I mean, obviously he was having inappropriate communications. He was making these female employees feel uncomfortable. And I mean, you know, what happened to him happened to him. Um, but like you said, it's just a distraction. But but what I say to that mad dog is like I said earlier, man, poop rolls downhill. So, you know, like if you got if you got the head man, you know, if you got the head man doing these types of things, I mean, that's the type of environment that's 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 fostered within the organization. Yeah, get it. So get yeah, it it's man, good. it's it's sad, man. It's sad. So I mean, um Curtis Fuller's gone, uh, you know. Who knows if he was that last harasser to go or not. But like you said, hopefully who uh, if there's any more of these types of characters in the organization, they can, uh, you know, they can weed them out, root them out. Because I'm like you, man, I just want to talk about football. I mean, it's already hard enough with with the whole like uh, kneeling for the anthem and Colin Kaepernick. It's already hard enough to continue to be a fan you know, of everything that was going on in Charlotte last year with, uh, with you know, uh, you know, uh, African-Americans getting, sh- uh, you know, shot by the police and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, it's all it's already it's already hard, man. So let, let's just get all of these, like you said, distractions out so we can just enjoy talk about football, talk about the games on the field, man. Let's just get all of these harassers. And inappropriate people out, starting with the head guy. So, again, as I said uh, earlier in the show, this theme is about choices, man. The choices that you make, man, uh, whether it doesn't seem like it's a big deal at that time, man, they're going to affect you, man. So, uh, Carolina Panthers, man, you got to make some better choices. But speaking of choices, here's a good choice for you, man. Treat popcorn. Treat popcorn has over 21 flavors of popcorn serving Hot dogs in the Fort Mill, South Carolina. Oh, man. Yeah, baby. They got the Nathan's All Beef Hot Dogs, Cotton Candy, Candy Apples, and those funnel cakes, man. Tell them about the funnel cakes, It's about man. time for me to get back out there, man. I'm telling you, them, uh, um, Patrick, he helps set the funnel cakes up, man. <laughs> I've been trying to steal his recipe, man. They said there's funnel cakes on Fridays and Saturdays. That's Trees Popcorn in uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina, and they are sponsoring our uh, song of the week, our song of the week is uh, brought to you by Treats Popcorn. Like I said, we're going to go with some uh, <laughs> with some little John and the Eastside boys before before <laughs> like but, 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 but before we before we we rock with the song of the week. 
Let me just say too, Mother's Day is around the corner. Yes. Uh, uh, treats they put together. They he uh Patrick put together and uh, treats popcorn. Uh, they put together Valentine's Day baskets, which I you know my wife was very happy to get one of those Valentine's Day baskets. Uh, there was he put he put together Easter baskets, and he's idea. also he also put together. Um, uh, he's also putting together Mother's Day baskets. That's so, a good idea. so definitely go check him out. Get you a Mother's Day basket. You know, all I know, mostly everyone's mother that's listening to us loves treats and snacks and little candy. So, hook moms up for Mother's Day. Now, moving on to the song of the week. Before we rock it, say one more that we 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 have a really bro that we want to get to, but I, I just need to say. And, and and if you looked on my my Instagram page uh, this week at Chief Media, there was a picture about what we're going to talk about as far as the really blood, bruh. Uh, and, and that picture was one hockey player licking the face of another hockey player. I mean, it really, it was disgusting, really. Yeah. But uh, but I, I just had to put it out there because it was so crazy. So I, I say that to say this song that we're about to play. From Little John and the East Side Boys, I believe it describes what I would do. Probably Mad Dog as well. This is what we would do if, if we were out playing any sport, hockey, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? It'd be tennis. This is what's gonna happen if you if you try to lick me while while we while we playing a sport. What we what we about to rock to you now is knocking heads off by Little John and the East Side Boys and the Locks. Let's run it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Y'all know who it is. Who is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I got my oh. kids with oh. me too. Live We're gonna do this oh. by the real. Oh. 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 Kiss name known, matter of fact, kiss name blown And always wanna hit me like I just came home But I still put the tools in your mouth Know that I'm a monster on the east, but I'm huge in the south Cause it's evil in the trenches, and everybody's starving So to get the money right, we put the diesel on the benches Down bottom feel like the old days and with the corn liquor, riding round, listen to OJs. When you load in the clip, every slug got a catch. When you go in the wall, every thug got his match. SS baby, blue Impala with the Mac in it. Big gold cup with rhinestones with my pack in it. It's like the jungle, but the broads is fine. And if they ain't puffing crippy, then it's Georgia Pine. Listen, I'm the wrong style with my mother. Problem to reconcile with. Give up if you don't like us, don't like 
ain't doubting. What's up? What's up? It's time to get buck wild. Uh-huh. <laughs> now this what I want y'all to do. What's up? All the real ladies out there. Okay. Y'all need to repeat after me. Right now. Yeah. I scared of no. I scared of no. I scared of no. I hear your mother. All I need is a little bomb and some side toys. Catch me in the dirty south. I got a dirty mouth sitting on the roof with the 30-30s out. Told you I'm a menace, y'all. I got enough guns to fill up the Lennox Hall and the front park a lot. Coke still moving good, guns still spark a lot. Hustling with family, partying with murderers. D-blocking everything. You probably heard of us. Yeah, I'm a body. You ain't got a gun or motherfucker. You ain't even gonna try it. Leave you with a whole daddy. And for the fact that I'm in the dirty south, I'll be bouncing in the old caddy.